What is love? Real life starts now. Welcome to Real Life with Evangelist Han and Kathleen Lay, where people with real problems find answers in a real God. Welcome to Real Life. I'm your host, Kathleen Light, and joining me is my husband, Evangelist Don Light. Later in the show, you'll hear from Ira Warren, who was told sexual abuse was true love. You know, I think growing up, we get our sense of acceptance and love from our parents and family, even sometimes friends. Mm. And if our parents are abusive or if the people we believe in or trust a lot do things to us, we can think, hmm... Is that love? I'm really confused. Mm. Or even in a dating relationship, we can gain that type of security and think, oh, this is what love is. But really, we find out, hmm, there's something not right here. And I think all of us are looking for love, you know, Mm -hmm. and looking for the true meaning of love to really understand what that is. But what is it? You know, like you said, is it just these things we see on movies Mm -hmm. or is it something where maybe we were taught love wrong? Like, what exactly is it, and how do we discover it? You know, for me, I've never really discovered love. I mean, now my parents loved me, right? and I think I experienced love, Mm -hmm. but I still was always looking for something much deeper. Yeah. And the Bible talks about love, and something about love is that, I like the Bible, it says in 1 Corinthians chapter 13, Mm -hmm. in verses 4, it says, Love suffers long and is kind. Mm-hmm. Love does not envy. Love does not parade itself. It's not puffed up. It does not behave rudely. And mm-hmm. it does not seek its own. I'm going to stop there. There's a lot more what the Bible says. But love doesn't seek its own. Mm-hmm. It's very sacrificial. Yeah. It's very, not what can you do for me, but what can I do for you? How can I give to you? Mm-hmm. And when I came to know Jesus Christ as my Savior, I found out God is not interested in what I can do for him. He's actually interested in what he can do for me. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And when I got that revelation, I began to realize what love was all about. That love is giving. It's not taking. And you know, Jesus showed us a sacrificial love by dying on the cross for us. He didn't come to be served. He came to serve, to show what true love was. And in John 15, 13, it says, greater love has no one than this to lay down one's life for one's friends. Mm -hmm. That means we're not focused, like you said, on ourselves, what we can get out of it, what's in it for me. It's about what can I give? Mm -hmm. What can I share? How can I help this person? How can I better them, not take from them or hurt them? That is not love when someone's taking from you constantly or abusing Mm -hmm. you. That is not God's love. Yeah. You know, so much of the world masquerades love as really just selfish desires and selfish wants. And so I think it's a really good thing to know when you're out there, you're in your relationships, that love gives and is seeking to give to you. And how you get that love is with God. Let's hear from Ira Warren after the break. Real life is made possible by people like you. We'd like to take this opportunity to sincerely thank you for your generous support. We couldn't do it without you. May God bless. Welcome back to Real Life. I'm your host, Kathleen Light, and joining me is my husband, Evangelist Don Light. Hello, everyone. Joining us is Ira Warren, and she's going to share with us how she went through sexual abuse starting at five years old, 
At 16 years old, she became pregnant from the abuser who was someone she trusted. And we're going to find out all the things that she went through and the heartaches and pains and how she held on to God. Let's welcome to the show, Ira. Thanks for being with us. Oh, it's a pleasure. Praise God. I'm just glad to be here on the show with you all. Yes. Now, I understand you were a young little girl, five years old, and just before this abuse started happening, your grandfather brought you to Jesus, told you about the love of God, and your life was changed in that moment. Can you tell me about that? Yes. I'm going to say I was very fortunate to grow up in a home with both of my parents. Things were just beautiful from what I could see, you know, as a young girl. It was nothing like running into my dad's arms when he would come home from work. And when the sun was up, it seemed like, you know, everything was A-OK. But it was when the sun would go down, that's when the issue or the problem or the molestation would start with my dad. And it went on from the age of five years old all the way until I was a teenager. Wow. And you know, what's hard is that you had just received Jesus in your heart as a little girl and you were trusting God and it could have made things a little bit confusing for you seeing that there was a God and you started going through this really hard time. Can you tell me what thoughts you were having? The thoughts that I was having was, you know, why me? You go through that period in your life. And as a little girl, you know, children are very intuitive. And I felt like I was that intuitive kid. You know, at five years old, I knew what dad was doing to me was wrong. And I knew watching the porn movies and stuff like that and him making me do things to him. I knew all those things were wrong. And it was a situation where, you know, you do what daddy tell you to do. And then it was another situation where he would say, you know, this is what daddies are supposed to do. You know, this is the way that I'm to love you, and I'm the only person that's going to ever love you this way. So I knew deep down in my soul that it was distorted and it wasn't right. Mm. But because he was dead, you know, I was like, I have to honor and obey, you know, because my grandfather, his thing was he was a pastor and he walked with Martin Luther King and all that good stuff. He was teach us the Ten Commandments. And the thing that stuck out to me, he was like, you have to honor our parents. And that was just drilled into me when I was a child. The sad part, though, is that your grandpa at that time didn't know that that trust was being abused, did he? Right. Wow. Tell me what happened when your grandfather found out about all this. When my grandfather found out, he was devastated. I remember we went to church one Sunday and he asked my mom to come downstairs in the basement. This was in Gary, Indiana. And he said, Mary, you know, listen, I know what's going on in the home. He said, why don't you just bring the five kids and yourself and come back and stay with me? I'll help you get on your feet. And my mom thing was, no, I can't. I can't leave my husband. And, you know, granddad was like, well, you know what he's doing to my grandchildren. And she goes, no, these things are not happening. You know, so it was this denial. And my dad was very controlling and he had this manipulation. So, you know, my dad would literally put guns to my mom's head and say, if you ever Mm. leave me, I'm going to kill you and the kids. Mm. That was the fear. So she stayed and we stayed in that. And my mom, we found out later on that my mom knew that my dad was molesting us. Mm -hmm. And she said, you know, I had to sacrifice somebody. You know, I loved him. My mom would literally say to us when I was a little girl, she said, he's God to me. And we're going to do what he tells us to do. Mm -hmm. And so I heard that growing up. So I saw my dad abuse my mom in so many horrible ways. 
and the control that he had on her. And, you know, sad to say, all of this that happened to me as a child, it sent my grandfather to an early grave. He had a massive heart attack and he died, mm-hmm. you know, because he wanted my mom to come and stay with him. But her choice was, no, I'm going to stay in this situation rather than to protect my children and get out of the situation. Wow. And that just is so difficult and painful, the whole situation. And as you continue to get older, your identity was just totally like you didn't know right from wrong. I mean, you're so confused as a little girl. And here you were a teenager at 16 years old. Something happened to you that is just so hard. But tell us about what happened at 16 years old. Well, at 16 years old, I was running track in school. And I just became like really, 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 really sick. I thought I had the flu. My mom, she kept me out of school for the two weeks. And her friend came over and said, well, why don't you just give us some lemon-lime popsicles and she'll be okay. And that wasn't the case. So my mom, she took me to the clinic. And the lady said, well, let me just give her an overall checkup. And we're going to give her a pregnancy test. And I remember my mom saying, you better not be pregnant. She said some other things, but I'm not going to go into that. And I remember sitting on, you know, the table that they have you sit on. Mm -hmm. And so she examined me and everything. And she said, my God, you are like almost seven months pregnant. But my stomach was like flat, flat. Wow. Because I wasn't eating anything. Mm -hmm. And I remember the nurse walks out of the room. And no sooner the nurse walked out of the room, my mom was beating me in the face with her fist. And she was calling me all these names and everything. And she was just like, I knew you was this and I knew you was that. And you sleeping around you. And she knew, my mom knew it was forbidden for us to even have a boyfriend. So she knew it wasn't a boyfriend. My mom knew from the jump that it was my father's baby. I'm just going to go and put it out there. Oh, my gosh. She knew from the jump that it was my dad's baby. And so they went through this whole situation where they wanted me to just keep it on the hush. They wanted to adopt my son. Mm. And they say, well, just tell him you're his sister. He'll never know. Technically, I am, Mm. if you think about it. Right. So, yeah, that was a devastating time for me. I mean, from that point on, my mom looked at me as the other woman. And she still does to this day. You know, Ira, there are people listening right now who have been sexually abused by their father or maybe a family member, a cousin, or somebody that they trusted. And they feel so ashamed And they don't even know who to turn to or what to do. And we're going to pray for them right now and just let them know that there's hope. And we're going to hear more about your story because it doesn't end there. There's more that happened in your life, but there's also some amazing, great things that God did for you. So we'll have you back on our next show to share. Yes. Father God, what a horrific story to hear. Gosh, that just hurts my heart. But to realize all the things that are happening around the world today. You know, I just hate it because Satan disguises himself like an angel, the Mm -hmm. Bible says. And here is a story about someone who was representing good and was floating around that, yet was doing something so evil and so wrong. Maybe somebody's listening and they're saying, gosh, I have a story of that where someone was playing the game, acting like they were so good, but then in another moment, they were doing really evil things. We're going to be praying for that individual that they begin to just realize, yes, that happened, but then to begin to get healing in their hearts and their minds Mm -hmm. and to get the hatred out. Yes, there was betrayal. Yes, there was evil. Mm -hmm. And yes, these things exist, but not to attribute them to you, Lord God, but to attribute them to who it belongs, which is the devil, the enemy of our souls. Mm -hmm. So Lord, we're just asking for healing 
and someone who's listening right now who's seen something horrible in their life mm-hmm. and just needs that supernatural healing in their life. Yes. Lord God, we're so excited to hear the rest of this story to see mm-hmm. how you turn this around. Mm-hmm. We ask for this in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. And if you need prayer, please feel free to give us a call at 877-480-4477. That's 877-480-4477. Thanks for listening. You're listening to Real Life. Real Life.